Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Live to Inspire. This morning we have Peyton Comazato. She's the founder of Brennan's Ugly Sweater Run, which is a charity run event in Kamloops. And I'm so glad to have Peyton here today because um, I wouldn't have the opportunity to assist Peyton in any way if we didn't run into that coffee shop. So I'm really glad that we are here after a few years now and still able to give back to the community. You know, you're doing it in your own way and I think we're all doing it in our own ways. Uh, so thank you for being part of the community and giving back and, you know, feeding the needs of the kids. Um, so welcome, Peyton. How are you this morning? Great, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on this morning. Um, I'm thrilled to be here. And uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. It's a um, tough year for a lot of us, but uh, we all learning our lessons and what's important and how to prioritize things. Like the Les Brown says, like when you fall back, you look up so you can stand back. Exactly. <laughs> you at the glass half empty. It's not going to be any fun. So, right. Right. That glimmer of positivity and hope, it makes the day so much better. Isn't that? Yeah. I mean, just the light at the end of the tunnel. We all need that hope. And I think there are a lot of people, um, pick different projects that actually contributing back to the community. Um, but you have been uh, doing this run for a few years now. So tell the viewers like how it's all started and the story behind it. Yeah, so this was, so we've done it for, I've done it for four years now. Um, and it is a charity event called Brennan's Ugly Sweater Run, as you said. It's in memory of my brother Brennan, who was hit and killed by a drunk driver when we were out bike riding. And uh, he had such an impact on me, even though I was quite young, he was 10 and I was six. We had an amazing relationship. We got along really well. I mean, as all kids do, we fought, but uh, he tagged me along for everything. If he went bike riding with his friends, I was there as well. So he had quite a lasting impact on me. And growing up, I saw how he, um, just how he interacted with people. He always wanted to help. There was, if there was one kid in the class that didn't get invited to birthday parties, Brennan invited him to, to his. So that was something going forward uh, that I knew in my adult life, I wanted to do something to remember him. And uh, it just fit that there was a charity event that raised money to help those who needed it most. I'm sorry for your loss. I know how it feels not having a brother around or, you know, those memories, but I think uh, you're building his legacy in different ways, like cheering a lot of other kids. Um, so you started this four years ago and you're still going to university right now or you're done? Um, I'm done now. I actually work at the university, but I am <laughs> working a second degree to an adventure therapy. So that's awesome. Um, but it did start while I was in university as a service learning course, uh, which is actually an amazing opportunity for students. I'm not sure if you know much about it, but students have the opportunity to go volunteer for course credit. Uh, so it's, it's really remarkable. It re gets you into the community. And I was coaching running at the time. And I thought, hey, why don't I put on an event? That'll get me some extra hours for school. And then it kind of started to go, well, maybe it's not just about the extra hours. Maybe this is what I can do in memory of my brother. Because a lot of people have suggested over the years, you know, maybe a tree or a bench 
Um, but that just didn't sit right with me. Pardon the right. pun. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it fit perfectly. And so I ended up doing service learning for three semesters because I just loved it so much, giving back to the community um, and helping so many people. It's an amazing opportunity. I think what you did was amazing. And I know that you will keep doing it. Um, so for those of you who didn't catch that, like she was a student at the university when she started this run, and you were getting credits for the volunteer work that you, you were doing. And this is from the Thompson University University, right? That's correct. That's awesome. Um, I didn't know. I, I wasn't aware of that program. So it would be nice to have some credits, right? Like go yeah. out and have fun, do the things that you love and you still get credits for it. Uh, yeah. So what were some of your challenges when you started this nonprofit run? Like I know we all have uh, those initial blocks. Like have you thought about it a couple of years before you wanted to do it or it just came one night? Um, it it kind of just came one day and I thought, hey, this would be good. And it was a month before the day of the first run. So it was the beginning of November. And I think the first year it was December 1st. And then it was like, huh, I need, I need money to put this on. So I contacted a few businesses that I knew and they were in. And then I thought, how am I going to entice people to even come to this? So I went and got prizes again from local businesses, just kind of solicited them, said, Hey, do you have anything? And then just started, you know, Facebook promoting it. And the first year we had just over a hundred people show up. Um, people that I didn't even really know that well. Um, people that were just family friends that just popped in to say, Hey, this is kind of neat. And it was just, it was really cool to do. It was a lot of work. I think what I learned most from that is that, you can't do it all yourself. You really need other people to help you with it. Um, so that kind of every year I've learned something that we've been able to implement for the next year. So the other thing that I learned was if I want to keep doing this, I need to have a website. And I remember thinking of that. And that's why meeting you at the coffee shop that day was so awesome because I was applying for a bunch of little grants and things or prizes and they all wanted a website and I didn't have one. I was like, oh, you can go to my Facebook page. And you walked into the coffee shop and said to me, what are you working on? And then a website came out of that. So that like elevated us huge. Um, so it was just, it's really cool to at the end of the year reflect and go what worked, what didn't, what do I need to do next year? And that's something I just did on the weekend was what do I need to do next year? Like, how is this going to form differently? Uh, it was what something I did even in the spring. I thought if I'm going to do this again, you know, with COVID, I don't think that it's going to be able to look the same. So how can I make it accessible to everyone? So that's just something, this constant thought that comes over. Um, and yeah, it's always learning. There's never a flawless event. There's always something that needs improvement and, that can be done better. But the biggest for the first year was that I needed support and I needed a team. Right, I think, you know, you build a team, but you definitely had some experience volunteering with uh, Buoy the Bridge before, right? And yeah. then you have observed some of it and then you're learning within your own nonprofit run Correct. and evolving it year over year. 
Correct. Because Akash and a couple of other guys joined as volunteers. Uh, is that last year or a year before, right? Yes. Yeah, last year. Last year was the biggest year of volunteers. It was actually all service learning students. There are three service learning students um, and two other just students volunteering. It's pretty amazing, like, to be able to, like, give back. Like I said before, uh, you can give back to the community and then um, – Get credit for it for school so just doing something you actually enjoy yeah. uh, but it's time consuming like it's not an easy credit you put a lot of hours in i uh, know something last year i had to start taking more on myself because the students that were helping me and volunteering with me had so much that it was more than a regular course right right i mean you had to put work into it no matter what but when you enjoy it it doesn't really yeah. feel like work right no, it doesn't. <laughs> and you had some mentors too along the way, right? Like uh, from the beginning, like did you ask a few other community members, like, you know, you needed some help or mentoring or want to volunteer or take on a major role in organizing the event? Um, it was more, I would say, support outside of the role. So I had an amazing professor, Jenny Ratsoy, that was unbelievable. Uh, she has mentored me from the beginning um, up until actually this year uh, just kind of and you know leading me in the right direction with what I needed to do next and what might be an idea for the future uh, she's a remarkable individual uh, that's had such an impact on me in my life uh, not just for this run so it's been she was absolutely fantastic um, and there's even been a few uh, what quite a few years ago I did um, a charity event for juvenile diabetes. And so some of my contacts from that have really been helpful with everything. So that's been fantastic. And I've done a lot of research at TRU as well on physical activity and mental well-being. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of those professors that I've worked with, um, Tracy Pennylight and Will Garrett Petz, uh, have been amazing in helping me expand this. And I don't even think they've realized how much of an impact they've had on me. Um, but they're, they've just been amazing mentors. So That's amazing because, you know, we gain our own experience, but mentors are there to guide us or support us. Like, you know, when the time comes, is it the right thing to do or what do I do, right? Like, yeah. you know, as we grow up, we all go through those phases as young kids and adults and then, um, I'm glad that you had those mentors. And I had one uh, specific mentor that changed my life. Uh, like he gifted me some money to go to England for my further studies. So that yeah. didn't happen. That was probably one of the events that triggered the rest 20 years in my life. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> love those professors and mentors that come in, come in the way and guide us through. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, going back to that day uh, when we first met, I recorded a podcast with uh, Cameo, Nevin uh, Webster, uh, Cameo podcast. And we basically talked about entrepreneurship and whatnot. And then I turned back and um, you were doing some graphic design work. And I'm yeah. like, like who would sit at a coffee shop and so focused. And I'm like, I just need to ask what she's doing, right? Like the dedication just showed up in that movement. And I know that things uh, work energetically. Like when you're 
aligned with that vibe, things happen, right? Like you had that intention you set up there and then the people showed up naturally. You know, people call it the secret law of attraction. Um, it's just amazing how those things work. Like I was talking to a friend of mine, he's talking about, uh, he heard something about a blue feather and then three days later he saw a blue feather in the park and I'm like, you see this works. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so thank you for uh, allowing me, you know, to be part of it. And you said yes. Uh, in, and it's been three years now. It's great. Um, so with the proceeds from the run, uh, and you had a nonprofit that you support and all the funds are contributed to, um, tell, tell the audience a little bit about that. Uh, so 100% of our registrations and proceeds go to the Boys and Girls Club's Power Start program. Uh, which is unique to Kamloops. So they provide breakfast to um, children who are experiencing challenges with food sustainability um, and getting to school on time. So they feed them breakfast, give them a re uh, recess snack, and for some of them, they even go to their homes and pick them up and bring them to school every morning, uh, five days a week, and, and it's an amazing program. They do so much good. And they feed so many kids, so we can't help but uh, support them. And we've now fed 325 children for an entire year. Wow. So, 325 children for the entire year. Yeah. That's amazing. So amazing. pretty proud of that number. <laughs> it's all the small ripples, right? Yeah. Where you are today. It's just amazing how it's grown every year. And just every year we get to feed a few more kids. Um, like it's fantastic and one of the things that I think that I'm most proud of with this event is that our registration fees are very low um, so there it's the cheapest um, event running event in town it's at at early bird prices it's ten dollars to register and at full price it's only fifteen dollars we have discounts for families um, and I think the thing that I enjoy most about that is it's so accessible. So you don't have, you know, these families of like 11, there was a family actually this year of eight that signed up and it only cost them $40 to sign up. Mm -hmm. uh, that minimum donation. And that went straight to the Boys and Girls Club. So we take none of that. And I think it's just, it's really cool to see people going like, hey, I know that 100% of my money is being donated to these kids. Um, and it's affordable for me. I can bring my whole family. So yeah. that's something I'm proud of on that. Yeah, people do care about uh, where the money is going and how that's being used. You know, that's where the cause and the purpose they're connected to, right? And then your story behind it is the solid foundation, the reason behind why you're doing it. So thank you for making it affordable and people are able to be part of this. Um, is it, this is the only run that happens in winter, right? Uh, yes. The only run that happens around the holiday seasons. Season. And then the second largest in Kamloops? Yeah, second largest in Kamloops. That's awesome. That's an impressive number, like over four years, right? Absolutely. And this year, we actually made it a virtual event. Yeah. So what the cut... The best part about that was people from Kamloops or who had a connection to Kamloops or had no connection to Kamloops signed up and participated around the world. So we had uh, participants on the beaches of Tasmania and we had uh, 
is Ski Hill in Switzerland. There was a few participants there. Uh, so that was really cool. And they're all coming to help Kamloops kids. We had this huge family from that were Kamloops, Edmonton, and Calgary, all participating. The whole family and their dogs came out uh, and sent in pictures. Just remarkable. Wow, wow. So it looks like it's going to turn into a global event. <laughs> it just might. I don't know. <laughs> just putting it out there. <laughs> and then they can support. Yeah, the bigger the better, right? I mean, food insecurity is a huge issue, you know, whether one nonprofit addressing it or multiple nonprofits addressing it. Um, you wouldn't think, like, you know, living in a developing country, you would have issue for a kid to have a breakfast in the morning, right? Yeah. I mean, and then that continues, and then there's youth homelessness, and then that cycle never breaks. And I think by providing the opportunity right at the origins and trying to address it, gives them the hope and, and being there as mentors. And I'm sure they do offer that mentoring and being there for these little children. Um, I think that's important because it's addressing the issue right there and then, instilling the hope, and then guiding them through what's next. You know, who knows? Some of these kids that were enjoying the breakfast, 10 years later, they come out for a run, right? It just comes as a full circle, and they, they become part of the, what you're doing and what that nonprofit is doing. And it's just, um, you know, the spokes of the wheel, they just come together. Um, it's, it's very inspiring to me in the sense that um, I started Hope for One Million Kids Foundation a few years ago and support small projects around uh, kids' poverty, education, or sex trafficking, those kind of projects, like where the need is there. Um, and I think it's important to address that in the community level and also, you know, the provincial and national level, just getting the awareness around it is, like, hugely important. Um, and I think with your story that you're doing it, and it's perfect in the sense um, you have huge support around what's happening, not just from the runners, but also from the sponsors, because I haven't seen that long sponsor list anywhere else on any other nonprofit site. <laughs> it is a long <laughs> list. We are so blessed. <laughs> well, I did tune in the, the prizes night, how entire homes was uh, reading the names out. <laughs> and that just keeps on going, keeps on going, uh, which, which is good to see. Like, you know, the business do care about the local community and they want to contribute back. And it, it's small token of uh, donation or gesture, whatever uh, it is. Um, they're appreciative of somebody is doing this, right? Um, so um, where do you see it evolving in the next few years? I think in the next few years, I see it staying virtual because it was less intimidating than everyone lining up at start uh, finish line. People were more like way friendlier, seeing each other on the street, showing each other their, their ugly sweaters. So I see it staying as virtual, but I see it growing as well. And I see us having a, much more of an impact and possibly helping um, another charity uh, that also provides um, food to children not just for breakfast, but at other times. So I see an, a big, bigger expansion, but with that, um, well, I see, you know, sponsors growing and things like that, because we can't, we can't do it alone. 
Um, and I would like to have that registration stay 100% as a donation. All right. Um, I think that's a good call. Everything is going virtual. And if more and more people from different countries joins the race, you know, it just can be exponential. So I'm really glad that you're thinking that way. Um, are there any movements that, you know, over the last four years, let's say, you know, Brennan Segbis for run is going on and you felt emotionally connected and I know it's a family thing. Uh, how did you feel when you are successful year on year? Um, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I, I've asked, I've been asked this question a couple times lately. And so there, there must be an answer that I'm waiting to hear, <laughs> but I can't even describe the feeling because it doesn't feel like anything else. There's this abundance of joy, um, happiness and calmness that I don't feel at any other time of the year. Um, I feel a, a huge connection with my brother and I feel my family is very like a lot closer. Uh, we're a close family as it is, uh, my mom and I specifically. But there's just this, this sense of happiness that I can't, I, it's not even, happiness isn't even the right word. It's indescribable. Um, and it just, every year, no matter how much stress there is and how many late nights and early mornings are put in, I finish the day and maybe a week later, I go, already starting planning for next year. What am I going to do different? And I can't, I can't let it go. Every, every year I think, okay, maybe I'll take a year off. You know, I can't. It's just, there's something about it that is unlike anything else. It's, it's the joy, right? Yeah. It's the joy. And, you know, the chemical reactions happening in your brain. It's just, you know, I know what you're talking about. It's you know, unexplicable because not every person feels the same way unless they're in that moment and in that situation. Yeah. Um, so you're early planner and you just start planning already for next year. <laughs> yeah. The list is already made. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got this font. <laughs> I have one sponsor text me and say, we're in for next year. <laughs> um, a brand new sponsor and I've got ideas it's amazing so wow wow yeah I as soon as I heard that right away it was like okay like what else will I do for next year um so yeah. Yeah, I remember um meeting your uh, mom at the Starbucks uh <laughs> at some time uh, I was with my kids, like we go to the chapters and then she was yeah. there. And, you know, you guys resemble a lot. So I'm kind of like paused and said, you're Peyton's mom. She's like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> we are very much alike, her and I. <laughs> I know, I know. It was funny and I told my kids what's happening and they were like, wow, we should run. Like they used to do the the runs pretty good. And then as kids grow, they change their habits too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well the good thing about this year is we opened it up so that it's like a run a walk a snowshoe a ski just anything to get outside and connect with someone so whether that's you putting your headphones on and talking to someone while you're out for a walk or if it's going with your family 
um, it was just a really cool way of making it not necessarily a run, but just something that you enjoy. Go get, go outside, exercise, be in nature, um, and enjoy each other's company. And we're not going to tell you where you have to go. Uh, you can go on the trails, you can go downtown, you can go wherever you want, which was kind of neat to see. And the photos were unreal this year because everyone's just taking selfies all over the place in these beautiful places. So, Wow, like all the way from Switzerland to Tasmanian beaches. <laughs> and we were, per we were coast to coast in Canada. We went from Victoria all the way to Newfoundland. So... Wow. Just really, really cool. And we, it was our biggest turnout yet. So this year was our biggest event all around. Most sponsors, most participants, most prizes. Um, and I like to say most fun, but. <laughs> <laughs> they all had fun. You know, that's why they want to come back and do it. I can, I, can, I can see going in so many directions where you are right now, like becoming yeah. virtual. And I, I don't even think that I know what direction it's going to go in, but uh, I, it'll just happen and I'm going to be happy no matter what. So. Well, thank you, Peyton, for joining us this morning. Um, thank you. And yeah, I think your resilience through COVID and making it virtual will pay off in big time. And then your determination to keep doing it over the last four years and making it bigger and bigger every year um, and feeding kids uh, that, that are in need. It's not an easy task. You've taken the steps towards that and growing this event year, on year, year over year. So thank you for your time and uh, all the best. Well, thank you so much for saying that and thank you for having me on today and for your continued support. Because I, I don't know where this would have been if we hadn't met in that coffee shop. So thank you.